This is Sexy Funny Raw, where we chat all about the world of sex, from dating and relationships all the way to the adult industry itself. I'm Sylvia Sage, and this is my Pornspective, answering all the questions you weren't even brave enough to ask Google. Get ready, because Sexy Funny Raw starts now. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Funny Raw. I am your host, Sylvia Sage. Joined in studio with me is my co-host, Dr. Eddie, giving us his public health perspective. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Eddie. And you guys, it is my honor, my privilege to bring you one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world and performer of the year. Still uncomfortable. Sure you did. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it make you uncomfortable? It's such a huge accomplishment. Well, you're like, I know you and you're one of your love languages is like words of affirmation. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah. So like if I literally never got another word of affirmation, (laughs) I'd be a happier person. (laughs) I'd be like, I hate it. Meanwhile, I literally journal to myself every day, telling, <laughs> listing off my positive qualities. But I'm working I do. on appreciating yeah. words of affirmation more. So good, thank you. Good, good. Okay, mine is I hate getting gifts. People who buy me gifts make Uh-oh. me cringe, and I have one friend. I'm who, so glad like, I know that. Oh, because like I'm a, okay. No, I have a friend <laughs> Melanie, and you know you do it, and I and I tell her all the time. I'm like, stop buying me things. It makes me so uncomfortable. Sure, your time, right? Time, 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 time. I get that. Anyone who will spend time with me is my favorite. (laughs) You're like a lab little puppy. (sighs) Will you go be my friend? Just just sit in the room with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, quality time too is right. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm time to a a, a degree as well. All right, but that's not what we're talking about, you guys. It's not even close to what we're talking about. The problem with this is, is that we are actually all friends. Everyone in this room is friends outside of this room, so it's really hard to stay focused. We just want to like, I just want to have lunch and dinner with you guys, you know? So it feels like we're like on vacation. I'm like, oh, we only have so many hours in the studio. All right. So we are talking about misogyny. Misogyny in the porn industry specifically, right? And I'm not going to say it doesn't exist because it most certainly does. It exists in every industry. And any industry I've ever worked in, misogyny exists. Misogyny exists in our world. We are surrounded by it day in and day out. But it is wrapped up in a porn ideal that may not necessarily be the truth, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because I think, and Dr. Eddie, you pointed this out, but you had said that not every fan and exclusively kind of super fans in general or to be known as super fans are usually the ones who are the most understanding of women in our position. They're respectful of their power. and Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they see us as, you know, good, strong, powerful woman who could make good mothers as opposed to, I think, what we're used to seeing, which is the Christian evangelistic ideas of making us these evil creatures, you know, who are preying on the weak and innocent, you know? (laughs) I I think it's a really nuanced conversation, and certainly we've discussed this a little bit already, but uh, when we're seeing misogynistic scenes, Mm. it's not the same as misogyny occurring. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And so I think that is very, very confusing to people a lot of the time because that's what you see. You see a woman being mistreated uh, in some instances. Right. right? Sometimes we perform misogynistic right. themes right. in our adult content because people enjoy consuming those themes. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's just another fetish. Yes, and we know? are actors performing a mm-hmm. scene for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you know we have consented to being degraded in some way, shape, or form. It's not necessarily because we get to set and they're like, get on your knees, you know? Like, that's not yeah. what we're walking into. And in fact, in scenes like that, there's usually a higher level of consent every 100%. time you cut. the. You know, if I'm, depending on what role you're playing, you're checking in with your talent. Is everything mm-hmm. okay? You're maybe laughing about stuff in between and then you're back into yeah. character. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, I think if people saw those in-between moments, yeah. it would be a very different for them. Well, because when, what it comes to mind when you say that for me is I think back to my kink scenes, mm-hmm. which ideally, I mean, it seems very misogynistic because I'm tied up completely and I have zero control, but I really have all control. Yeah, the sub always Even, has all the control. Right. Even to the point of I, I was tied up with a ball gag in my mouth. And what they tell you with a ball gag is the three moans are a, are a no. And I apparently had made the moans without knowing mm-hmm. it and they stopped all production grabbed the ball out of my mouth and they're like is everything okay and i was like oh no i'm totally fine like what happened why do i yeah. wait, wait wait why did we stop filming and they're like you made the three the mm-mm-mm. and i was like oh did not mean to do that i'm totally fine actually yeah. we could keep going <laughs> you know better so, to check though yeah. right but exactly i think a lot of people don't realize that we are signing up for this exact thing and if we weren't okay with it we wouldn't be in that setting yeah, and different people mm. are willing to participate yep. in different <clears throat> themes mm-hmm. you know i i personally enjoy themes of loss of control i even enjoy misogynistic themes although that's not something i like in real life i yeah. think those two things can exist in the same person happily well and i think that's what a lot of people forget is that porn is fantasy land yeah. so it's not necessarily a true life statement that's going on. I remember one time I got very offended by, it was uh, another performer I was kind of casually seeing in the industry and I had seen a movie that he made Mm -hmm. and I felt for the female in the movie and I was like, I can't believe you would have done this uh, to this poor woman. And he was like, you have got it all wrong. He was like, she coordinated this scene. He was like, she asked all of us to come do this. This was her idea. This scene was her idea. And I thought, ah, okay. Well, that was a time where I got put in my place because I forgot (laughs) that she must have consented to this or the movie wouldn't have been made. You know? I I think we can't totally dismiss that there's certainly a history of misogyny in in the adult film industry where where how it developed, when it developed, um, the relationships certainly historically and in some instances still today, right? We're speaking from a slightly privileged vantage point, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But not everybody, not all of the adult film industry is the same and it's quite broad and there's lots of different little bubbles. uh, And within those bubbles, there's certainly an existence well, yeah, if misogyny exists in the United States, then it mm. exists in every industry and every workplace within the United States, including porn. And I think it can be seen more in porn because we sell what sells. Right. Right. And in a misogynistic society, those themes are going to sell more. Mm-hmm. Just like there are uh, my civilian civilian. We call it that's the word we yeah. use my Friends who are not in porn often ask me why there isn't more porn depicting female pleasure. And that's the the answer is clicks. Yeah. We film what people want to watch. There are plenty of production companies who exclusively film Mm -hmm. that type of content. It is relatively unpopular. So they kind of have it on lock. If I decided that was all I was going to produce, 
I would know that I would be taking a huge yeah. financial hit. So we kind of work in tandem with society. And as it changes, look at how different porn is. And look at porn in the 90s. Yeah. Every woman looked exactly the same, yep. maybe just a different hair color. Mm -hmm. They had certain themes. And as society evolved, the different body types that you see in porn evolved, yeah. the different themes that people were interested in seeing, the different genders, all of these things change in tandem with society. And we might want to think a society is better or different than it is, but I think we just hold a really intense magnifying glass on, on porn. reality mm, of society. Mm -hmm. Because we are what you type at midnight into your Google search. We're not what you say to your neighbors in your church are your ways. Mm -hmm. So we are really showing the fucking truth of what people want. Well, even the porn industry, how it's changed since I have been in, not mm -hmm. even going back as far as the 90s. I mean, I got in in 2014 mm -hmm. and it's changed dramatically since I've been in. I mean, let's talk about ghosties. Do you remember ghosties? Mm -hmm. They don't yeah. exist any longer, but a ghostie Do was. Do they not exist? I, I just figured they didn't known. exist because I was so. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, we know. We her. know who you are and what you look don't like. Come. I don't <laughs> think they exist anymore because I was on set the other day with a young girl mm -hmm. and we had said something about ghosties and she was like, oh, what was that? And we were like, oh, well, you actually had to go see a director and then you would in front of this director disrobe mm -hmm. and then you would twirl around for him just to, so he could get a 360 view of your little naked body and decide if he wanted to use you for one of his movies mm -hmm. wildly misogynistic outgo but also before the internet like how else were you going to do it well i mean, I, I mean we are our, our the way our bodies look true we're important to sales true and they needed to know that this photo that someone sent them wasn't True. however many True. years old. But now, now they can different. just go on our social media and see what we looked like live yeah. yesterday. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. And then, then that might be why the ghosties have left. I, I just assume they left because it was a very, like, degrading, bizarre. Yeah, because yeah, I never felt comfortable in those scenarios. Every time I had to go and do that, I always was like, what am I yeah, what it was a little weird right now. It was a yeah. little weird. And it yeah. just felt very uncomfortable always, too, because the men who were judging me were certainly not men that should be in a judging. And women. But yes, uh, yeah, mostly men. Yeah, yeah, mostly men. Yeah. But I would show up and I'm like, and this is the dude who decides if my body is good enough to be on camera. Are we serious right now? Well, isn't that, you know, that's part of even the fact that the women in this industry are paid so much better is kind of misogyny because our bodies for their physicality are valued more in that arena. Mm, right? True, true. If it were truly equal, then the male bodies would be valued as much. Yeah. And it isn't. No, 100% not. It is the one place in the world where we make <laughs> Misogyny works in our favor. Yeah. No, that is accurate, though. Well, but I mean, we yeah. wouldn't be so much more valued if it weren't for us being objectified down to our looks, which is misogyny. Yeah, 110%. So, I mean, playing into it, you're right. We absolutely play into it, but we do it as a role. We are not, you know, yeah. victims of this misogynistic. I don't ever feel as though I'm a victim in the adult industry in the slightest, if I'm being honest. Well, if I don't think you would allow yourself to be a victim in life. Well, like true. I was able to comfortably stand up for myself when I was very, very young, mm. through school, in my previous career. Because mm. people, someone came to me with a prescript prescription for penis massage once. So like, I this is not a porn thing. Like I, 
am very comfortable setting boundaries. A real script. Uh Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I'm very like a milking. I don't know what the man wanted or where he got the prescription pad, but I was like, oh, I actually don't do that kind of work, but my colleague James does. I'm sending him in. Uh, yeah. It wasn't what he was hoping for. I bet not. Yeah. yeah. But we'll Turns get out the his job penis done. was fine. Ah. <laughs> was just, yeah. mm. Mm. But in other words, I feel like, unfortunately, as a woman in this society, being able to set boundaries is a very important yeah. skill. Um, mm-hmm. in and out of porn. I, I think that's a skill that I've definitely used in porn. Yeah. You know, you hear a lot of people's sort of bad stories on set and not to dismiss anything that anyone went through. But I think the reason I don't have any bad stories on set is because if someone asked me to do A, B, and C, no judgment on the activities, and I don't want to do or say mm-hmm. one of those activities or I feel like going home immediately, I just go home. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I just don't yeah. do those things. And I'm just, no, I'm just so comfortable with the word no. Yeah. I, there's probably lots of instances, though, where people don't have the power in the relationship yeah. to say no or the experience sure. to say no. I'm talking about mainstream system. porn. Absolutely. You know yeah, what I definitely. mean? I think no is always accepted in mainstream yes. porn. That doesn't mean everyone is comfortable saying yeah. no. But I would argue that that is the only job requirement mm-hmm. of a porn performer mm-hmm. is the ability to comfortably set boundaries. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. I know I've stopped several scenes and been like, look, I physically can't finish this, you Fine. know? So we'll find another way to do it or we just go home, you know? I've talked <laughs> new day. performers offset and just allowed myself to be yeah. berated by the director. I'm mm. like, no, they're going home. Because they don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not yeah. going to do the scene with them yeah. while they're looking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Everybody goes home today. Mm-hmm. Days off. Yeah. But even when I was brand new, yeah. you know, but that's my personality part too. But like I said, I, I would argue that to be safe especially in an industry where you are using your body, you've just got to got to have boundaries. You've yeah. just got to have boundaries you're willing to talk about. But that's in everything. That's in Right, life, I think it just you know? right, it's going to harm you in any job, mm-hmm. but we our job is sex. Yeah. Right? And that is emotional and it is physical and we have mm-hmm. body parts that are we're being athletes. Yes. So we need to know what our parameters are, parameters are physically and mentally to be happy in this job. 110%. Amen to that. Cannot Mm -hmm. get enough of that. Yeah. All right. So perhaps what makes this the most controversial is the people who are coming in with the uh, conservative, traditional gender uh, stereotypes. Yes. So that's the people who are making it seem to be more than what it is in the misogyny factor. I mean, I, I think it's hard for people to really get into the nuance of anything lately, right? Yeah. It's black and white all yeah. of the time, but right. nothing is black and white almost ever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, trafficking, like there's certain things that are yes, but other things, not everything is so black and white. Mm-hmm. When, uh, and so I think when, when it talks about getting into the nuance of like how gender roles have changed mm-hmm. and its role, like masculinity has changed, the expectation for men has changed. Mm-hmm. Like all of these things are a part of it Right. And so there's not like a black and white argument to be had here. And so those nuanced kind of conversations just don't have a place in most of the conversations going on right now. No, but that's a very good point, because I think 
you're seeing, the message is very loud from those people. So it mm. may not be necessarily the general consensus. I think the general consensus in the world right now is way more sex positive, but I think the loudest voices are those conservatives. Those are the ones outside picketing, you know, yeah. are... Um, well, they are also spending a lot of money and time to make those voices louder. Yes, exactly. And it's, maybe not in the world, but certainly in the U.S. In the United yes. States, sure, sure. In the world, there's places that are significantly more progressive when right. it comes to these kinds of issues. Right. Uh, and so here we have the coasts mm -hmm. and then the middle. And those distinctions are, are pretty significant when it comes to uh, traditional gender roles and values, mm -hmm. you know, conservativeness, mm -hmm. like all of those things are, are almost divided by geography in a lot of instances. Oh, here they are. Yeah. Sure, Not exclusively, but right. it's <clears throat> a pretty, pretty big shift. Yeah. But I do feel like we're making we are making the shift. I feel like it is coming into sexuality being more um, female driven and more female accepted for females to be a little bit more powerful. I mean, I noticed it on my stand up. I used to feel really uncomfortable for me when I would tell people that I was an adult film actress in my stand up because I would always feel like I kind of got like a crawl back from the audience when I would say that and everyone would get really uncomfortable as opposed to now when I mention it the audience is full of women and they're going oh my god yes a sex powered women we love you and I was like wow you physically feel the shift from people's like, that is new yes I I'm more comfortable telling people in the past four years than I ever have been and mm -hmm over and over when I tell people instead of them having a very negative reaction or like some they're sort interested. of weird shock they're like oh cool and then we just talk about something like mm. it has at least in Los Angeles yeah granted well, we're very <laughs> it's a very yeah. different place very different it's, demographic it's here. more definitely I've seen mm. a shift in the past few years yeah so it's positive I feel good about where we're going. Well, I say that and then we make these giant leaps backwards. But, but isn't that the way, you yeah. know, just because even if you had 80 percent of the people, you know, feeling more sex positive, mm -hmm. that kind of makes the people that don't and who feel so strongly about it louder and louder mm -hmm. and louder and more scared and more, you know, mm -hmm. and, and we are seeing that, too. Well, you said and not it. just in terms of sex or misogyny, but just in general, the the other the other side, the non sex positive are yeah. getting louder and louder. Well, I think you made a key point there. They're scared. They're living in such a fear based place because it is it is an uneducated place to be. I think yeah. fear comes from being uneducated. You have a fear of the unknown. So if you knew a little bit more about it, we're more open to exploring things and listening to people and taking all sides of the conversation. It might be a, a better place for everybody. But also you like, know? <clears throat> imagine this. Imagine you grew up like crazy religious and you were taught literally that if you felt these things or did certain things, you were bad. going to burn in some crazy fire mm. forever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you see <clears throat> people doing the thing that you might even want to do or the things that you feel inside joyfully and mm -hmm. happily. So you have two choices. Either everything you know in life is literally wrong, terrifying, mm -hmm. or easier, they're evil and bad yep. and like the arm of Satan or whatever. It, like, yeah, you're talking about rejecting your friends, your family, your community, your faith, even if it is all a lie like shit, that yeah. has to be scary. Well, I mean, I did grow up that way. I did grow up thinking, oh, my God, I can't even masturbate because Jesus is watching, you know, like well, how I did was... that how did that was it scary to like feel a different way? Like, how did that evolution happen? Yes. Uh, I tell people all the time, like there were moments when I first got into the adult industry 
where especially because I wasn't successful right out of the gate. So you de I definitely had those moments where I would just be sitting there in a normal day and then I would go ghost white and I would feel my whole body just go into this like shock of what am I doing? What have I done to my family? What horrible mistake have I made? Like I've done this to my whole family. They now have to take on all of my burdens because I've made this decision. And it used to hit me with like such a heavy weight yeah. on a regular basis. I mean, every few months I would get like any time where I felt like, you know, maybe I this isn't for me or and I might have to leave this industry. It was that huge, like just overpowering, like heavy weight where I was like oh my god I've, I've just done so much wrong that's and literally the weight of misogyny for yes. people telling you what a woman should be <laughs> yes. and your body physically, physically reacting to that physically felt my whole body go white and just like a heavy like oh my god I can't believe I've done this and then I'd want to throw up for a minute and yeah. then I'd like you know what no it's fine. You're a grown up. You're a, I got into porn at 30 with a college education. Yeah. I'm a, not a dumb woman. I've made the decision I want to be making. That's some powerful indoctrination yeah. even to a strong and and let me say IQ is just a blessing. Right. It's just a blessing that you're so smart. Like, yes, you could have educated yourself, but sometimes right. you're just born with what you're born with. So it's amazing that even in your life and someone who is strong enough emotionally strong enough intellectually to get past that that you could even physically feel the weight of yeah. the societal misogyny yes. on your body in your psyche i still feel it from time to time because i'm single so i mm. am constantly all butt up against it all the time yes. where a man at least in my experience will be really excited to, to be meet open me. with, to meet with yeah. you, to have sex with you. Yeah. And then sometimes you, and they'll put that shame on you. Yes. Their shame will start brewing in their mm -hmm. body, right? Mm -hmm. These ideas that they've been taught, all this stuff will start brewing in their body. And then they like vomit it all over yeah. you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this sounds like a you problem. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it does make it harder to date, which does yes. become an us problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because to so much of the world who has been taught that, you know, women shouldn't be sexual, we are... Uh, what is the word I get a lot? Damaged, you know, or uh, like high mileage of things like that. Like I need to feel like less of a human because I've had sex with other humans. Like yep. if anything, like I feel like I'm stealing a little bit of their power every time, you know, like I just get more powerful and more powerful. Well, it does make person. me know, you know, I think experience in yeah. anything makes you know what you like more. If I had only ever had carrots, right. I wouldn't know the joy of yeah. other things. So it it hones in on what you really, really like. Like you try something and you're like, well, that wasn't for me, but now you know. Yeah. How else, literally, how else are you going to know? Yeah. You no. and your genuine happiness and everything that your body and your mind wants yeah. sexually. Yeah. You got to try it. Yeah. You know? And, and I think, at least in the United States, it's relatively new like even our parents women of that generation were really property of their husbands yeah and it was hard financially like divorce uh, people would reject you from society mm -hmm. you were damaged just by being divorced mm -hmm. it was harder to find a job the job you could pay even if it was the same as a man's paid less mm -hmm. I mean so we really were beholden yeah. to the men in our life to live. It wasn't even until the 60s that women could even get a home by themselves. Do you know what I mean? You know? So, so 70s, I do understand. Wait, 70s and women could get a home by themselves? I'm not sure. So I no, even I understand like what the, the culture of women policing women. Yeah. Because our moms, mm -hmm. if they didn't police this behavior out of us, 
and we couldn't find a husband in the misogynistic society, yeah. what were we going to do? Oh, my mother so, still plays that narrative. Right, but we had to. <laughs> but if we didn't police our daughter's sexuality yeah. and shut them down, they wouldn't have been yeah. partners that would have gotten... Like, it, it's, it's sad that that cultural of taking other women down happened, but it was a goddamn survival skill. Yeah. No, I mean... I, my own mother is very religious and she is the one who in fact says to me no man will ever love you because of the decisions you've made in life you know so I have this coming in from my own mother and society so it definitely still like every once in a while I definitely have those feelings of like oh my god I have ruined myself you know so I don't, start, like, I don't believe it I don't like keep that feeling but it definitely like soaks in from time to time well it's know? weird I imagine like any other like weird group mentality yeah. even like other historically crazy group mentalities yeah. um if you were outside of that group mentality, you were probably made to think that you were the crazy one. Even yeah. if you're like, you know what? The gas chambers seem like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, y'all, this is anyone else a bad idea? Yeah. No, one, yeah. no, one, no one No one. else. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. You know? Maybe it's just yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. No, accurate. Very accurate. <laughs> the, the irony of a lot of this is that the opposition who's saying that they're doing what's good for us and trying to save us from sex work are really the most misogynistic mm -hmm. of all, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of times what they're saying is that women shouldn't have multiple sexual partners. Women should be with just one man. Women should la, 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 which is misogyny, mm -hmm. right? All those criterion that they're placing on us to help us is just the criterion to keep us down, to keep us quiet, to keep us subservient, to keep us you know, wrapped up can, yeah. to continue to be wrapped up in their bubble of misogyny. Yeah. If they can silence these strong women right. who are speaking out against exactly what they're telling you is wrong. Yeah. Right. But really, we have, like we talked about, we have the financial freedom, we have sexual autonomy, yep. we have consent, yep. we have joy, and that scares the shit out of them. Yeah. And we have money. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Right. And we're supposed to need men <laughs> yes. for sex. Yeah. We're supposed to need men for money. We're supposed to need men. I think it might be terrifying that these past couple generations have been the first that were like, actually, we're good. We don't really need we'll you We'll choose guys. you. Yeah, choose you. You know, a partner that brings us value, yeah. but not needing you. You mm -hmm. wonder why divorce rates are up. They're always like societal, moral collapse. No, we're not trapped. Yeah. The women aren't trapped anymore. Mm -hmm. We're physically, financially subservient through cultural misogyny. Yeah. And the moment that that went away, we're like, mm, personal choice. Yeah. And these men are so very scared by that. Yeah. So they will and do anything, anything. Yeah. To keep us black, back in our little holes, you know, naked right. and barefoot They'll, in the kitchen. And they're going to use shame and they're going to use religion and they're going to use as much pressure as they can to keep us tightly controlled oh just the fact that i am a, a grown-up woman who is not married and has no children what shame oh. i must feel for that or the weirdest thing where people are like don't you feel like you're missing out on right. something on are what stuck on diapers <laughs> yeah on screaming yeah nah i've been to my friends houses who have kids i am great actually i mean yeah. thank god some people are having kids yeah. and the human race wouldn't continue yeah. but like i'm good yeah thank you Thank you all. Just keep the money instead. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys. I think uh, wrap it up on misogyny there. So I think the intake that we're coming away from this, you guys, is although, of course, misogyny exists in the porn industry, it exists in every industry and it exists all over the United States. It exists in the rest of the world and different places. But what we can do is combat it with uh, knowledge, you know, and and continue being the strong women that we can be and just know that what we are doing is consensual and we have taken back um a lot of what you think is the misogynistic right. traits of pornography and and vote with your eyeballs if you yeah. don't enjoy misogynistic content let me tell you something if nobody was watching it nobody would film it yeah period yeah just period yeah so so we're creating Watch other stuff. Watch and more importantly, purchase the content that you want to see more of. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right, guys. Sheree, tell the people where they can find you because they will be looking. They will be. Google me, Sheree DeVille, uh, Instagram, Sheree DeVille XO, and Twitter, Sheree DeVille. I love it. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, Dr. Eddie, for being with us again today. We appreciate everything that you do and giving us your public health perspective. And even though days like today when it is kind of a different conversation it is not as you know scientifically based and we don't need all of these stats we still really appreciate having you here and giving us all the information so. there's a lot of the social science in here though. there is there's, yeah. there's a lot of social yeah. science yeah. in here for sure. anthropology going on yeah. definitely <laughs> absolutely all right guys until next time adios